92.9 ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Ladies and gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly As soon as it drops We're on a rampage Bubbles popping up Before you know where There's rubble enough Cause we'll be pushing it up Somebody say You Everybody, happy Friday. Today on the radio show, Jason Smith's going to join us in the next segment. Chris Harrington after that, straight up at 10 o'clock. Chris has a piece uh, up about Pau Gasol at the Daily Memphian. Pau is going into the Basketball Hall of Fame tomorrow. And as Chris points out, he's not actually the first Grizzly to go into the uh, Naismith Hall of Fame, that would be the great Allen Iverson. Mm. Uh, Is the first... first, I was going to say Jerry West, but... uh, Player who played for the Grizzlies to go in. Uh, But he's the first who really... His time with the Grizzlies... He's the first to play a home game. ...was a part of his story uh, and a a significant part of... Of his story. And so uh, Chris has a piece about Powell up at the Daily Memphian, and uh, we'll talk to him about that and more. Jason Smith, Chris Harrington, and a full day of stuff. Jeffrey, golf, by the way, 10.15 again today, 10.15 tee times again today, once again going off from 1 and 10. They have to do that, of course, because they did it yesterday. It's only fair. Jordan Spieth is your leader, shot 7 under 63, lift clean in place yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing that happened, though, was uh, the shot that Rory McIlroy took at Phil after your afternoon host asked him asked Rory about Phil Mickelson's betting, and Rory said at least he can bet on the Ryder Cup this year because he won't be a part of it. Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy the Rory shot? Uh, I don't know. I was in a pretzel because not only that, like Rory afterwards, like basically I know, he thanked Mark for asking he thanked the question. Mark, yeah. and I was in a. You didn't like you. You're jealous. You were jealous. No, no, not even jealous. Like that's just undeserved. Mark, Mark did not deserve that. Right. I think that's uh, that's very that's obvious. Like he didn't clear. have years of service to the Rory correct, cause. To the cause like I right. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a so tough scene. did you uh, did you like the shot apart from that though? Yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was a clean shot. I mean, that's the other thing you got to remember with Phil because Phil sued these guys. Like they're not 
Phil sued them. Yeah, like they're not going to, they're not going to be tight lipped on him. Like there's some guys that they'll and they take shots at Greg Norman. They take yeah, they shots take at shots Phil. at Greg and Phil. Basically, those are the two fundamentally. Yeah, and uh, and and I think well deserved, honestly, well deserved. Um, of course, the news yesterday, which we talked about on our show, uh, as it broke, because the news about the book excerpt. This stuff started to trickle out. Yeah. Now there's whole excerpts that are out there. Um, but I think, the, I guess the headliner was that Phil uh, once asked uh, his friend to place a $400,000 wager on the U.S. in the 2012 Ryder Cup. Um, that wager was, at least according to uh, the, the esteemed author of the mm-hmm. book, Billy Walters. Billy Walters, he didn't place it. Uh, according to him, uh-huh. but there, <laughs> but there you go. Phil did put out a statement yesterday. Uh, he didn't deny that he asked Billy Walters to bet on the Ryder Cup. He didn't address that. He said, "I have never bet on the Ryder Cup. I've been known to enjoy a friendly wager on the golf course." Mm. I, does this at some point, when you have bet what Billy Walters estimates to be a billion dollars? Um, between 2010 and 2012, by the way, 7,065 bets uh, with Walters totaling $100 million in losses for those two years from 2010 to 2012. Is this out of the category of friendly wagers? Seems like it's moved out of the category of friendly wagers. Yeah, I mean, I think the question is, like, I've never been super clear on how liquid Phil was. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, he's clearly, he's clearly a bad enough. Like, he's a his gambling problem was bad enough that he like stepped away. Well, he 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 did say yesterday. In addition, and again, this goes to the uh, my 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 uh, my theorizing yesterday that everyone is effed up. He went on to say, "I have also been very open about my gambling addiction." He calls it an mm-hmm. addiction. I have previously conveyed my remorse took responsibility, have gotten help, have been fully committed to therapy that has positively impacted me, and I feel good about where I am now. Yeah, but there's a video of them at, at him and Bryson at the Greenbrier last week. Progress, not perfection. Mm, there we go. Progress, not okay. perfection, man. He feels good about it. Well, he uh-huh. didn't say, I'm not betting now. He didn't, yeah, I, no, that yeah, did that's, not that's, say that's, that. Yeah, yeah. I haven't bet in eight years. Mm-hmm. That, that was not no, part of the No, he did say that. He said, I haven't bet in six years, and then everyone was like, that's a lie. <laughs> uh, betting, by the way, is Phil, also— I don't know. The problem that I have, though, with that answer from Phil is that's like a—I'm uh, trying to shut it down. Like, I'm trying to shut you down, and I don't really want to talk about this, and I'm going to say a—I'm going to say like a— few things that are loosely true, right. but in reality, it's none of it's true. Uh, the other news from yesterday, uh, well, Colin Morikawa, who had a good round yesterday, mm-hmm. um, he is donating $1,000 for each birdie. I think he had six yesterday. Um, I always shot six under, so he had at least six. To, um, to, <laughs> I the, guess folks, to the folks in Maui, which is an absolute uh, tragedy, the ongoing situation in Maui. The fires are, fires are still burning, by the way. The dead now up to 55, or more than 55, at least 55, I guess is the way you'd phrase it, at least 555 dead in the wildfire fires in Maui. Um, yeah, six birdies yesterday. And it feels like they're going to find more because what's happening now is they're going house to house. Yeah, Houses have been burned. People didn't get out. 
Uh, one reason people didn't get out is they don't expect this in Maui. Like, this is not a problem right. that Maui has had before. Maui doesn't have an elaborate system of, uh, uh, you know, a, a well-tuned, certainly, system of alerting people. They don't have the Pepperdine limestone it, it doesn't surroundings. Have, it's not hardened mm-hmm. by anything um, because this is climate change. This is drought uh, that you haven't seen before and dryness that you haven't seen before, and you throw on a hurricane high winds. Yep. And this is what you get in Maui. Absolutely tragic scene there. Colin Murakawa has had family that's from Maui. And, uh, and so he is giving, he took time yesterday to talk about that. Anyway, they go off today at 10.15. Ended up being a beautiful day, actually, to watch yesterday. Today, we have a heat advisor. Mm-hmm. So might Welcome be, back. So, so, so might be a little more sticky. Uh, we do have other betting stuff to talk about, which we may get to in a minute. I don't know what's happening in Iowa, Jeffrey, but... They like their betting in Iowa, uh, or maybe uh, they're just good at uncovering the betting in Iowa. I think that's probably more. Yeah, I think that's more. I think that's what's more happening. Where if it you is. think this is just an Iowa issue, I think uh, you're going to have to think again. But what I really wanted to lead with was this news from Shams today. You see this? So Christmas Day games for 2023 uh, 24 have been, uh, well, Shams uh, has, has gotten them. Uh, from sources. So this isn't the official NBA release, but this is Christmas Day games for 2023-24 season. Starts, it's uh, it's uh, Bucks versus Heat, I mean, Bucks versus Knicks. What do you think of that one? That's a, I mean, that, a big I, market team and a really good team, right? Like, to me, clubble. like, that, that was kind of a, uh, that was like the most, you nod your head, you're like, okay, you, you can see that one. Bucks versus Knicks, yeah, massive market and uh, with a pretty good it's team. The, the and, Knicks, the and Knicks the historically get that early Christmas Day game. So then we have Seventy uh, Sixers and the Heat. Okay, that's in Miami. That's uh, big market and then glamour franchise. Glamour market franchise, East Coast. Yeah, yeah, big whatever. Celts at the Lakers. Uh, Can't I would, argue with that sort of historic game um, there. I, I was a little surprised LeBron to see the Celtics. Them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was a little surprised to see that specific matchup, but you would have thought both those teams were playing on Christmas Day. One hundred percent. Yeah. Mavs versus the Suns. Mavs at the Suns. Yeah, I mean, it's the Suns are going to be Suns. You, you, certainly, certainly, in terms I, of like attention, you, you knew the Suns would be there. Yeah, I think you might want to circle the Mavs though, mm. in terms of what we're about to get to. Okay. Highlight them. Uh, because where did the Mavs finish last year? Let's see. What, where were they in the playoff seedings? Uh, Jeff, they uh, were out of it. Yeah, they were out. Uh-huh. They were out. They're not a playoff team, are they? Uh, they were not. No. Uh, the uh, uh, They do have Luka. Correct. A superstar. And then the last game is the Warriors at the Nuggets. Defending champion uh-huh. and Steph. It's the Warriors and the defending champs. I'm looking this over. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten teams. Uh, Jeff, if you're curious, the Mavs finished 11th in the West. And it strikes me that there is a certain team that is not included on Christmas Day. That might be by design, though. And it is your Memphis Grizzlies are not included on Christmas Day. The good news here? Can't lose on Christmas Day. Well, no, disrespect is back. Mm. Chip on the shoulder's back. Mm. It's all back. Like we had the last, it was a burden last year. Did everybody, 
I, last I guess, year, last year. I thought we year, all were understood that they weren't going to be on Christmas last Day Last year. year, we had to cope. I think there was a probably a pretty good guess, but this is the first time it's been formalized. Last year, we had to cope with... Um, Glamour. Attention with attention and with glamour didn't and, go well. And let's be honest, we had shoe deals, we had Christmas Day, we had like everything, all the good stuff, right? Like all everything that for two decades here in Memphis that we've been bitching that we've been deprived Correct. of. The right? things, the things that we've, but then we got it. We realized like, and then we nope, got it. And we're like, well, we can't handle this. Yep. Uh, and uh, and so the Grizzlies are not included in the Christmas Day. Lineup. Uh, should the Grizzlies be offended? No. Well, I, here's the here, Jeff, I, I, just hold on. Let me ask this. Here's the, here's the argument. Seriously, here's the argument. No, no, no. They have been for all their struggles. They've been a hell of a lot better. They've been a hell of a lot better than Dallas. They finished second in the West each okay, of the last two off, years. They have uh, here's ten teams right over the last two years. The Grizzlies have the fourth most wins. In the league, fourth. And, and there you have, you pick 10 teams, you can't include the Grizzlies. Grizzlies twice, two years in a row, second in the West. And by the way, Ja will be back. At that point, he will be a compelling figure. That's why they're not playing on he, Christmas he, Day. At that point, he will be a compelling figure. They're not doing it to save Ja. Hey, we don't want to save they, they, He's going to come back. He's an incredibly compelling figure at that point. Ja on his, on his uh, reclamation mission. What's not interesting about that? I actually think... I actually think you can find a little offense in this if you want to. Okay. First off, um, he could be back by then. Let's not let's not specify that he will be back. It's at least he's he's he is he. It is possible he could be back by then. We don't know. Secondly, I do not think that the league is trying to make this the Josh show this year. I think they made it to so Josh show last this is, year. You think this is here? Uh, let me ask the people four four five zero nine two nine four four five zero nine two nine. If you want to weigh in on this, are you offended? Or should we be offended? If if you're not, listen. If we don't get any calls, we'll we'll assume you're not offended. Four four five zero nine two nine. So, but you think this is that is a positive way to look at it? You think it is? We're going to help Ja and the Grizzlies by not giving him yes. Christmas Day. So this is in fact not an act of disrespect. This is an act a, an of, act of compassion. It's an act of support and compassion. You know what, Jeffrey? I actually buy that. Oh, I don't even know if it's necessarily compassion, I, but I do think that this no, is... No, but it's support. It, it, well, but I don't think it's... Here, there's two ways to look at it. Let's say it's Jaw-centered. You can either interpret it as punishment. We're not going to reward Jaw for bad behavior by giving him Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Or you can view it as... We're not putting we're you in that not, position. We, we, we don't want to put you in the position of being in the spotlight this early back, and we're doing you a favor... By not having you be in the spotlight this soon after you get back. And honestly, I think it's the second. I don't even think it's punishing him. I think it's like this would not be good for the Grizzlies and Ja. You don't take someone who's, pardon the metaphor, right out of rehab, right, and put him right back on stage. You say, listen, it's going to be a transition. Let's keep you, let's keep it on the down low for a little bit. Let's, uh, while you make this transition, we are not going to exacerbate it by putting the spotlight, the attention, the possibility to say the wrong thing, the fact that this narrative will be will be you know gone over again and again and again. I actually think Jeffrey, I think it, I think it's an act of support for Jaws' 
return to the NBA. But last, we do have some 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 opinions from the people. Four four five zero nine two nine. We'll take uh, who are we going to, Jeffrey? Jeff, we start with Charles in Memphis. Charles, you're on. Charles, are you deeply offended? Uh, honestly, I'm not offended. I mean, I'm a diehard Grizzlies fan, but over the past two years, we've done it to ourselves. <laughs> That's certainly true. That is certainly true. So, uh, so you're fine with this. I actually think Jeffrey's hit upon something. I think it's an act of the NBA just trying to be supportive to the Grizzlies. Let's not, let's not give them the spotlight that they've, until they've shown they can handle it again. Not even as a punishment. Does that make sense to you? Honestly, yeah, I, I did agree with you that the chip on the shoulder is like very Memphis and very like our culture. So I'm I'm really You're not fine. like ups- I'm not upset with it or anything. I just seeing our whole like our cockiness over the past two years, I definitely understand. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate it. Uh, yep. Who's next, Jeffrey? Who are we going? To Jeff, next let's next? go to uh, Nick in downtown. Nick, you are on. Nick, are you deeply offended? Uh, no, it's just it's just to be expected. I mean. There- you know, y'all, y'all did all it. Like, I mean, just everything that's gone on the last six months. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's just part of the game. You know, we're uh, we're finding that out. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, the Christmas game was fine last year. Dylan Brooks takes a little bit out of it too. I mean, we just, you know, we just need to get back to the basics. I'm with you. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. N- no one in Memphis seems outraged, and I think this is a. I think it's a, it's it's appropriate, honestly. Um, oh, it's too smooth. It's our friend too smooth. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Jeff? I'm good. You deeply offended? No, no, man. I agree with Jeff. <laughs> no, I'm not offended because first of all, I'm the type of person we we had been waiting all this time for our opportunity uh-huh. to play on Christmas Day, and what happened, Jeff? We it weren't did, ready for. It. We went to bed. Well. Yeah, we went to bed. So no, I'm not offended. So. Hey, we just got to be ready for an opportunity the next time they do decide to put us on there. Have a good one. Thanks very much. All right, that's enough for that. I think we're showing real, com- you know, maturity as a community, Jeffrey. Don't you think? Like, there's a certain degree of like we 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 gotta earn our way back. Yeah, I think there's an element of that, but I also don't know anyone that was expecting to be on Christmas Day. I think everyone kind of realized, like, well, that didn't go. No, well. I, as I said, I think it wasn't. Likely, but this is the first time that we have form the formal confirmation yeah, I mean, that it, they are not. On Christmas, you didn't hear your Shams, name called on draft night. As Shams, uh, as Shams has tweeted out, it's Bucks at the Knicks, 76ers at the Heat, Celtics at the Lakers, Mavs at the Suns, and Warriors at the Nuggets. Before I get into the other uh, gambling news, Jeffrey, I did want to ask you anything about realignment to discuss today. I mean, I guess does the ACC do anything? Like it seems like that the, that they are trying, but it doesn't feel like that they got the votes. You know what I mean? Like the, I don't know who the ACC's whip is, but not doing a good job. Uh, doesn't feel like the ACC has the votes. In fact, I think they d- they concluded they did not have the votes, and there is not another president's meeting at this point um, scheduled. So I don't think. Uh, I don't think they're, 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 uh, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like anything is happening at this point. Um, all right. The news from Iowa, Jeffrey. Yes. Seven different players and staff have been charged. Staff. One staff member. There's one graduate assistant. Yeah. One graduate assistant in Iowa. 
I don't know what the hell is going on in Iowa, but I think, as we said, I don't think anything is going on in Iowa that isn't going on anywhere else. I find it highly unlikely in the state of Tennessee where we've had, I think we've had it for two years now, I find it highly unlikely that there is a player that hasn't done it. That there is a play. Oh, that there's not at least one player who Correct. has done it. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly players who haven't done it. But there's yes, not no, no. I, I think the. I think. Mean, I think honestly, when you do the numbers, it's like the overwhelming majority of players don't do it. So, for example, here you go. Iowa State athletes include running back Jarrell Brock, tight end Deshaun Hanika, offensive lineman Jake Remsburg, and defensive lineman Isaiah Lee. The Iowa players charged are current wide receiver Jack Johnson, former receiver Arlen Bruce IV, former safety Harry Reggie Bracey II, and graduate assistant Owen O'Brien. Um, they will be, uh, they'll be, t- uh, Kirk Ferentz will be talking about this on Friday. So take Bruce, though. Okay, Reggie, uh, uh, no, no, Bruce is um, Arlen Bruce IV. Okay, he's a two-year starter who transferred to Oklahoma State in January. This is what he is accused of. He is accused of making 132 online sports wagers, totaling more than $4,342 under the name Vincent Bruce to create a fraudulent DraftKings account while he was underage. As a true freshman in 2021, Bruce allegedly bet on six Iowa games, including contests against Iowa State, Penn State, Purdue, Nebraska, Michigan, and Kentucky. In 2022, he was accused of betting on games which he play, in which he played against South Dakota State, Rutgers, Michigan, Northwestern, and Nebraska. Uh, after he entered the portal in December, he bet the under. You, you, I was about to say, I guarantee he, they bet unders on all these. They bet the under in, um, in, the, music, in the Music City Bowl win over Kentucky. And twice as a player bet the under, uh, there was a game against Northwestern, a game Iowa won 33-13. to 13. The over-under was 37-and-a-half. Ah, Bruce scored a rushing touchdown and caught three passes in that game. 33-and-a-half is 33-43. No, it went way over. No, it went way over. He scored a t- – he bet the under. Mm-hmm. He bet the under, mm-hmm. played in the game, and scored a touchdown. Yeah, we I got, mean this this stuff is serious, man. We got to figure out when did he that when was did he a game, score that touchdown. What you mean? You figure out was it late that he scored the yeah. touchdown? Did he beat his own bet? No. Well, here's the truth. I doubt he would have. You know, I doubt he would have. I bet he would have laid down. Uh, I mean that's the that's the problem with all this. Like that's why this is getting taken seriously. Is that you are worried about the sanctity of the game, the competition. Bracy, who transferred to Troy in January, also used an account under the name Vincent Bruce and accused of placing eight wages on Iowa events, 66 overall, totaling $715 while underage, competed on the special teams, allegedly wagered on two Iowa football games in 2022 in which he played. Johnson used his mother's name to obtain a DraftKings account before turning 21 in June. He is accused of making 380 wagers for more than $1,800 while underage and bet on 11 Iowa men's basketball games and two football games. O'Brien is the student football assistant and then a graduate assistant. 
He's accused of making more than 350 bets for 3047 bucks while underage, including 11 wagers on Iowa sporting events and three involving the 2022 football team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Five out of the seven people charged mm-hmm. here bet on their own teams. Can we all agree we don't care about them betting on basketball games, whatnot? Like the the the, the issue at hand is Well, even there, you have games. inside information. I, I mean, I kind think, of. I think we like, said earlier, I don't care about them betting on games not involving their university, period. Right? If they want to bet on, on Northwestern Minnesota or sure. whatever the hell it is, I got no problem with it. Yeah, if they want to make Zero. this 11 a.m. ESPN2 game yeah, they, matter there's, more, there's yeah. A, I mean, there's the whole underage thing, you know, whatever, that I'll let someone else care about. I'm not, you know, whatever else. I'll let the, I'll let the authorities worry about sure. that. We're talking about it from a sports perspective. I think the cleanest thing from a what-should-the-rule-be perspective is you can't bet on any games involving your university. Yeah, and to me, like though, this is but even if it's not your team, this is like another another example of the failure of the NCAA. Like, no, you know, they have, their their guidelines are just like, well, you just can't do this. Like, you know what I mean? I, they do have specific guidelines, don't they? I think but it's, it's just weird can't bet. because no, it's weird here. It, it, this story says, and that's the story I'm reading from the story in the Athletic, that if you wager on your own team, you get a lifetime ban. If you bet more than $800 but not on your own team, you can be suspended for half a season. So I, d- I think there are rules out there. Is that, is that $800 there. in total or 800 on a I th- bet? I think it's in to- total. Total. But then what happens if it's less than 800 I-, I think they probably do have rules. I just think, here's the truth. It's impossible to... G- gambling is... I mean, we're seeing this... It's a, it's a version of the Mickelson story, right? Sure. Gambling. I mean, is, that was the other thing. One of those guys, you said it was like three thousand. It was like three thousand dollars, but he made like it was something. Like I was doing the math in my head. It's like he was basically putting like fifty bucks down. It's it. Gambling has become. Well, it's a part of the conversation in sports. It's also it's sort of everyone is doing it. They are shoving it down your throat on ESPN on the Grizzlies they broadcast. They just made a 2 billion dollar deal. They just made a big deal. Yeah, he made just made a 2 and so it's going to get there's going to be a lot more of it. And then and then you expect I mean it, it, it's no different than do you expect an athlete how many are going to drink and drive? A lot, right? Like a lot. Yeah. How many are going to gamble? A lot. Yeah. They just are. They're 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 seven this these, these are 17-year-olds. I also would like to. Or, or I don't think how, drinking how and driving and gambling is no, the same thing. No, they're not the same thing. But I'm just saying, no, no. In terms of the the benefit, the, the the potential harm yeah. to others, it's not even close, right? I, yes. But they're both. My point is, if a if a society is awash in something, yes, and you are expecting eighteen year olds and nineteen year olds to resist, yes. You're out of your mind. Correct. Like you, that, you need to come back with a new plan. <laughs> you, 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 you can. Ex- like if you, if you presented that plan of, well, <laughs> we're just going to say they're not going to do it. And and all well, it's like abstinence. It's like yeah. <laughs> expecting. Well, it's, a- okay, t- it's it's like it's like taking money. It's like athletes taking money. Yeah. So universities are taking money. Coaches are taking money. Athletic directors are taking money. They're all getting paid. They're all getting rich. And you're going to expect the athlete to say. No, thank you. You probably can't buy me that sandwich because I'm a scholarship Correct. athlete. Come on, man. They're 21. They're mm-hmm. 20 years old. They're, those are 17-year-old recruited athletes. You're out of your mind. It was. Ne- it's never going to happen. 
I still think you do have to. I do think one clear rule is a is a like one clear rule is an advantage, right? To have not not a whole rule book, but just like and the rule is yes, this. Yes. You bet on any Iowa team if you play for Iowa, you no longer will be a college athlete, period, ever. Boom. Done. Correct. There's no C footnote. No, there's, there's no, no like if you bet this, if you bet that. It's yeah, not no, if it's... you were if you you were enrolled but not out, you know whatever yet. As soon as you sign a scholarship for Iowa, until you transfer from Iowa, you can't bet on Iowa. And if you do, Iowa anything. If it's a club team, I don't freaking care. <laughs> I guess you you can't. I mean, that probably have to be a FanDuel or DraftKings line bet like that. Yeah. Iowa, and if you do. It's an instant lifetime ban from college sports. Yeah, I, I think I can I can sign up for that. Like to me, I think it's a clear I think rule. I think the hundred like the the most important aspect is make it a simple, clean rule. rule. That's not don't bet. Yeah, it's not, hey or show good judgment. Correct. Or yes. don't, like don't bet too much. Correct. Or uh, don't like yes no it's got to be and it's that but don't, up to eight hundred dollars you get a half time you know, no. But, I mean, this is kind of, yet again, like, to me, like, this is another example of God. the NCAA's hypocrisy has oh cost them. Because they want the gambling <laughs> money. They want to take, they want to be able to take the ad revenue. It, it, you know, I, this is one of the things that struck me yesterday. It literally struck me as I was talking to Gabe. We always say about college sports, universities, of course they're going to take the money. They're going to go where the bigger conference is. They're going to do whatever. They, they're going to chase, of course, of course, of course. I, I just think it's really depressing that we say, of course. Like, the, if you are Apple, if you're General Motors, if you are Pfizer, if you are whoever the hell you are, and you are, you are a... You are created to make money. That's what you're created. Your yeah, corporation. That's your, that's your that is your job. Yes. Like your job, and your job is to make money and to make the most money you can. And uh, there, there's literally there's a debate right now in society about whether you're allowed to consider things like climate change. I and mean, a lot of people are like, no, 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 no. You you are going to only consider money. And and listen, that's fine because they really like. I get it. That's what they're in business to do. There are other institutions in our, in our in our world like a church for example like if a church if if my my friends at Idlewild Presbyterian where I go to a church, and I have a hard time like imagining what this would be but if at every turn they just did the thing that made the most money for Idlewild sure I'd say, what are you doing? You're a church. Correct. And, and honestly, That's not your mission. I don't expect them to do that. I inspect Idlewild to, yes, they got to pay their bills and right. I got to keep the lights on and they've got to whatever, but I expect I, giving meals to the hungry, that's not like, that's not, that doesn't bring extra money. Like, right. do lots, I expect them to do lots of things and to not always go for the most money. And hospitals, although hospitals, I think, often transgress on this. On this, I expect them to not always, like charitable hospitals, not for-profit hospitals, but charitable hospitals, they shouldn't just measure everything. In, uh, and a university, universities are there to literally uplift the population, educate us. Like they're supposed to be these high-minded institutions. They are our educational churches and places of worship. Yeah. Why the hell is it just assumed well, they're going to do whatever it is to get the most money. It's crazy. 
I don't they sh- I, it's crazy. They've somehow convinced fans there, that it's like a. They there's s- nothing to do with the money. They can't Correct. give the money to. There's no. There's no stockholders. Correct. There's like why would, all why, the money? There's no, it, no point in the money. The fact that we've now conditioned sports fans to care about TV ratings because of how it could impact the TV deal. It's like it's why insanity. would we care? No, it's, it's one not th- like this we're is, getting money back. This is different than the NFL. This is like you're supposed to have a mission here that is not making money. Yeah. But I mean, we lost, we lost the plot. do it. I know, but it's just like sometimes you have to wait Wait a second. We all say, well, of course they're doing it because they're good. You got to go to where you get the money. No, you're a you're an edu- educational institution. You have all kinds of things to think about that don't involve money. And even if you bring in money, there's nothing for you to do with the money. Because you're not, you, you don't know stockholders. You have nothing else. What do you need Correct. all that money for? Correct. It's not like you're. It's not like we have fan appreciation day where, hey, come get your, come, come, come get, get your come share get your of money, check. come yeah. get your dividend. Yeah. And we just, uh, we we just allow them to act like this. I swear to God, it makes me want to strip them all of their education, of their uh, we've tax somehow, exempt, I think, of their nonprofit status. It's crazy. We've somehow tied it into, like, uh, how you. It's like somehow been tied into what you view your program as. Like it's a status symbol. Like if you get the big TV deal, you're part of the the haves. Crazy. And I think, I mean, it is reality now. And I know I'm sounding like an idiot, like a you know, uh, like a. But I mean, I guess the real question is like, when did college sports cease being college sports? Because I think another issue that it, we're it, seeing it, today, I get like it. I think at some point it became. It didn't become about education. It wasn't about. It was about winning, right? Like for sure. That I do get that teams are about winning, and so the 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 fact that our incentives got mixed up and it wasn't about education but it was about winning that seemed natural to me because teams really do like the, teams are created to win. Yes, right. But I don't know when we went from there to the point of an athletic department is to make the most money. Correct. Even if it means you're playing in Piscataway, New Jersey, yeah. from Seattle. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, all right, uh, Jason Smith's going to join us next. Chris Harrington, he's got a piece about Pau Gasol going to the Hall of Fame. We'll talk to him about that uh, at 10 o'clock. Uh, in the meantime, I will tell you, golf tournament is ongoing, and uh, you'll want to look your best as you are uh, walking around out there and your and you're coolest and your best, and this would be a great time to go in to Oak Hall because the semi-annual sale is ongoing. It is winding down, but they brought in their merchandise from the Nashville store. You go in there, spring and summer merchandise. And by the way, he advised read today. It's not like we're done. It's not like we're done with summer here. Spring and summer merchandise. Don't let yesterday fool you. Summer, spring and summer merchandise, uh, 50 to 70% off. So head on in, get the best values. This only, for spring and summer merchandise, only happens once a year. So swing by Oak Hall before you head out to the golf tournament and say hello to the folks at the golf tournament as you look your absolute best. This is the moment uh, to get to O'Call. When we come back, Jason Smith will join us. It is Jeff Gawkins Show, 92.9 FM ASPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm just 
Jersey Crick with BetQL. There is nothing, and I mean nothing, more difficult than winning consistently on the road in Major League Baseball, with the possible exception of covering the spread. That's why the Colorado Rockies' recent form is wild. They've covered the run line in 11 of their last 13 games, despite having the worst record in the National League. So bet the Rockies to cover on the road until this trend disappears. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every business seeks an advantage, whether it's having the best location, hiring top talent, or spotting trends before they happen. And now, the United States Postal Service can give your business a new advantage. Introducing USPS Ground Advantage. Reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping. It's the advantage you need at the price you want. Get the Ground Advantage at USPS.com advantage. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. Watch parties aren't what they used to be. Welcome to today's matinee. Ever since we got Xfinity, my little sister and her friends can easily stream all their favorite stuff. We'll start with two episodes of Top Chef, then Chopped. When I was a kid, we'd worry about buffering. Now they just worry about what's on the charcuterie board. Enjoy these fine meats and cheeses. Mm. These are just cut up hot dogs and spray cheese. Indeed. The best way to stream your favorites is on the Xfinity 10G network. Introducing the best value in live TV and streaming on the best network with Xfinity Internet and Now TV. Now through August 28th, get internet on the Xfinity 10G network for $30 a month for 12 months with no annual contract. Plus, add Now TV with Peacock Premium, a $5.99 a month value included at no extra cost for just $20 a month. Switch today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Now TV requires Xfinity Internet. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply. Actual speeds vary. Stream Top Chef on Peacock. The FedEx St. Jude Championship returns to TPC Southwind August 9th through the 13th. Don't miss your chance to witness the top 70 players from the PGA Tour season battle it out in the first event of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Only 50 players will make it through Memphis. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Daily grounds and upgraded ticket options are on sale now at FedExChampionship.com.
For nearly 18 years, we've been delivering brand new vehicles right there in the Memphis market. And now we're excited to announce that Red River has a Toyota store right here in Wynn, just a short hop across the river to get the best deal on a new Toyota than anywhere else in your state or our state. Or we can bring it right to Memphis and drop it off in your driveway. You can order yours online right now at redrivertoyota.com and we'll bring it to you. So check us out at redrivertoyota.com or come see us in Wynn. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. My eyes are very important to me. My eyes connect me with things I love. I loved my late father-in-law dearly. He always lit up a room, but his vision dimmed with age. He had age-related macular degeneration, or AMD. And since partnering with Apellus, I've learned there's an advanced form of the disease called geographic atrophy, or GA. His struggle with vision loss made me want to help others know about GA's warning signs. For some, straight lines seem wavy, like when looking at a doorframe. For others, blurry or missing spots can make it hard to read or see loved ones' faces. Many have trouble seeing in low light, making driving at night difficult. GA gets worse over time and cannot be reversed. If you've been diagnosed with AMD and notice vision changes, don't wait. Talk to your eye doctor about GA today. Learn more at gawontwait.com. That's gawontwait.com. We asked Rodney and Karen if they'd been to the old Southland Casino. It's been about four years ago since we, we went. Then we asked them to give the all-new Southland Casino Hotel a shot. Oh, we're going to have so much fun in here. <laughs> and what do they think of Southland now? Loved it. I love the facility, the bright colors, the clean rooms. We've already invited people to come back. The all-new Southland Casino Hotel. Experience it for yourself. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. More storm, more storms this week. We had more storms this week. We had more people out of power this week. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that more people had trees fall on their houses this week, and I hope more people called Service Master by Cornerstone this week. I hope that more people have recognized that if you're in facing that kind of trouble, there's one number to call. It is 901 Respond. 901 Respond. Jeffrey met Tyler out at the uh, owner of the place out at the uh, golf tournament the other day. They're deeply involved in. Lots of good things in Memphis, but for your purposes, what you should know is if you got fire damage, if you got water damage, you got wind damage, mold, whatever it is, they are the folks. They got a 24-hour phone line, work with every insurance company, locally owned, locally operated. Phone number once again is 901 Respond. 901 Respond. Joined now by Jason Smith. Jason is John every single day from 11 until 2. Uh, Shams is reporting the Christmas Day games, uh, Jason, and they do not include your Memphis Grizzlies. Are you deeply offended? Punishment. Um, but I'm not offended. No, I'm not. It's definitely punishment. You think it's punishment? punishment. Oh, there's, I mean, we're, we're the only team of the 10 that played last year that's not back. Miami replaced Memphis. Dallas was there last year. They played the Lakers. And obviously, when you got Luka out there, yeah, it gives you the big star. whole worldly international presence, blah, blah, blah. We're, we're the only ones out that were in it last year. And it's obviously a deal where 
you know, you're, Jeffrey's right. I mean, Jaws, he'll be eligible, I suppose, at that time to be back. We don't know for sure, but you'd imagine he will. But the NBA can't go from reprimanding Ja to, in a way, featuring him on Christmas Day. And I imagine all that was factored in. You And you get pulled. And I, I suppose Miami also, you go from 8C to, you know, the run they had. You've earned your way back in. And so, uh, but it's it's there is no question it's punishment. There's no I, question. And how about let me put the more the the the, the gentler spin on it that it's what? that the NBA needs Ja to be a star, right? They they need sure. stars and they they need Ja to be a star. Sure. And sure. so what they're doing is they're 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 helping the Grizzlies by saying, listen, it's going to be an interesting road back, and we don't want to put the added pressure on you. We're going to help you by not creating this enormous stage right off the bat for Ja. It's not punishment, Jason, it's support. Oh, stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not buying that spin. Uh, where I will go with you, where I will go with you is the NBA does need Ja to be a star and um because again, we we've talked about this. You need you need American stars. You need young American stars. You know, with as many young stars as we've seen, not just coming in from 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 Europe, but coming in from Canada and everywhere else. And so, you know, not that there has to be some quota or number, but you need to, you know, you do need those guys. So I, I agree with you on that point of the spin. But no, the NBA's got years you think it's for punishment. John, you think it's the, the NBA's got years for John Morant to get there, right? Uh, they, there's no question about it, and there is no question. You're one of the. You're the only one of the ten teams not back. The NBA is not going to feature Jock or just punished him, you know, coming off a 20-game suspension. All right. Speaking of punishment, what should we do to your co-host who seems to want to uh, seems to want to shut down Memphis football? I'd say run stairs. You know, like do some, well, a, a football-type punishment would seem to be in order. Like that bear would, crawls. Bear crawls is Jeffrey, mm-hmm. who's a, he's been to many a football practice in his life. Bear crawls is suggested. What other punishments did you do? Have did you have when you misbehaved? There? I mean, it's always just running. It's just, just like it's take just a running. lap. Yeah, I think. Don't you think we need to get John to take a lap, Jason? Well, you you he told you a little bit about what my what we're going to do is I've I've lined up at least uh, <laughs> I've lined up former Tigers, and we're going to see if John has the same energy, the same shut it down energy. When he's got former Tigers there in the studio with him, former football players, you know, we'll see if he looks them eye to eye and has that same sort of energy. Um, that you know, you ever seen Full Metal Jacket? Uh, I have not pi- seen Full Metal when, Jacket. When when Private Pile is punished, you know, the the rest of the uh, the rest of the the unit is angry with him because every time that Private Pile messes up, they're the ones that get punished. So one night, they put these uh, they put a bunch of soap into these pillowcases and they take turns beating on him. They take that. Oh. They they strap him down on the bed. and They take turns beating on this Private is, Pile. It's a it's a line of guys coming through, and that's sort of what I envision with me. I'm going to try to line up former Tiger football players coming through to put John in his place. I do. Yeah. I do. I would call your attention to the situation at Northwestern that un- just unfolded. Uh-oh. And suggest yeah, well, that right. hazing yeah. is not yeah. an appropriate well, way no. to, to react. Uh, uh, even to holding in, accountable. In, <laughs> we're holding, all, we're holding all, accountable. In all, in all seriousness, uh-huh. you, do, you, have, do, you do have to get serious at some point. Yes. I, I told John it would not get physical. I've been promised at least by this one former Tiger. It's just it's going to be civil. But, he, again, he wants the in-studio energy. I say, you know, hey, you can come on phone. You can come in studio. No, I've got to be in studio because i got to see John eye to eye, and I want to hear him tell me that take to my face. So what is, we'll see how it goes. What is your energy about What is your energy about Memphis football uh, today? Let's go. Let's go. Really? It's time. Stop playing. 
I mean, I, I you know, it, it frustrates me that Ryan Silverfield isn't on more of a hot seat. Um, what was his number in that in that breakdown? Was it a three? It, the point was it wasn't a four or five, right? And those were the coaches. I can't even remember who did it. Remember we were talking about it three it weeks ago? A very, Scott, it should be a very I just, hot seat. But, but the issue is, and we know what it is, and John's not wrong on this. Like, I believe him. John talks to those ambassadors. There is no appetite. That's the word we continue to use. And so if you're looking at something that could be considered underachieving, which to me is seven wins, because you're favored in at least eight of these this season, I'm looking at this team and thinking it should be, at least be a nine-win team. But if, say, you have a seven and five, that it, it doesn't do anything. You're stuck. They're not going to fire him. There is no momentum still. And you're still at a crucial time, man. Again, I know so much is out of your control with whether you're going to still have a spot in the college football playoff and all that. But you realize you look around this conference and there's no excuse not to finish above four. What was it last year? You finished eighth. Like, you know, it's time to get up off the mat. And I just, I wish there was more urgency, maybe. I, I, I think that's it. But again, you know, as, as John has, expla- has, has explained, at least to me, from that ambassador's viewpoint, it's more than just what looks like, what, a couple of million or whatever it is to buy Ryan Silverfield out. You've then got to go get the next coach, and that can add up, you know, eight to 10 million or whatever that number is. And, and who are you going to go get that from? You know, who's going to step up and write that check after a seven and five? It's just not there. And I understand that, but, man, there, there's just, you know, I, I feel like, again, going back to this point that you're at a crucial time, you're going into what we feel like, Jeff, you touched on this yesterday, you're going to get some sorts of upgrades to, to, uh, to Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. You know, you don't want a mediocre product in there. And you've got enough investment right now to be competing for a, this AAC you know, these AAC titles in this AAC. And so I just think it's time to, you know, not just show improvement as it, what seems to be the over, you know, arching theme or, hey, show improvement and go eight and four or seven and five. No, time to show you're a contender in the AAC. You've had this thing, Ryan Silverfield now for, you know, enough time to have a, a quarterback who's back for his third year. Uh, uh, get the run game going, get the offensive line going, and let's get, let's get, let's get back to a fun, fun brand. What, what, what I just, I, I guess, Jeff, to bottom line this, I just refuse to believe that those five or six years with Fuente and Norvell are impossible to get back to in this AAC. I still believe they're, they're, you know, that you're an attractive enough job, at least right now, with the way the college football playoff is currently formatted, that you can get a new guy in here with energy that could get it back to a level like that. And that's what you've got. If you're Memphis, that's all you can hope for now. Control, I realize it's a phrase we laugh about, and, you know, but control what you can and get your product back right. That's where I'm at on Memphis football time to get up off the mat and go nine and three with this schedule what i what i worry about is is a broad lack of ambition energy yeah. etc for the athlete on behalf of the athletic not not listen penny hardaway has plenty of ambition right but broadly speaking football program uh realignment etc like we have been told and i, I hesitate here because i don't know Obviously, this president and this athletic director have a very much a behind-the-scenes kind of approach to life, right? Mm-hmm. And so you want to say, and they tell you we're doing all the right things, you sure. know, whatever, and you and you sort of want to believe them, right? Like, okay, well, they hope, but then then Memphis is never mentioned in connection with anything. And what what I what I'm concerned about, Jeffrey, I think you said the other day, you were talking, I think, about Laird, and this was off the air. You said. He doesn't seem like a great wartime 
wartime AD, right? And yes. And I hate to say this, but like right now, it doesn't. It feels like all of this is just happening to Memphis. Like they're just a victim of it all, as opposed to sure, sure being ambitious about something. And in the end, you can't be on a you can't put Ryan Silverfield on a hot seat if there's no ambition to be better than what they've been the last few years, right? And and thus the frustration on my part. Like I I, I get all those factors, but uh, again, I'm in a place where I feel like. There should there be. Is no, yeah. there is, right. And there is zero, it feels like, momentum right now. There's just zero, and you know, in terms of the uh, hype. You know, I, I keep making the point, and it's just the example I use. We used to create songs. We did it for three straight years going into this season. It was fun because it was fun to talk about Tiger football. And, and, and frankly, you know, you, you end up, you know, you do one about the Cotton Bowl, well, hell, it happens. And I realize that's going back to right. the five years that John Martin thinks are just the outlier that we can never get back to. But I'm saying it can be better than this. That, that's where I'm at at least. And, and back to your point about, you know, being ambitious. I mean, ambitious right now is hoping that, you know, Ryan Silverfield can get this thing turned around from that standpoint. You know, because there is nothing you can do. There are no calls you can make right now. As, as I continue to say, no one is checking for you. No one is trying to vet you. And so from your point about, you know, I, it, so back to Laird, I, you know, what I can control is whether or not this football program's got any momentum. And if it doesn't, after another season this year with Ryan Silverfield, a guy who, you know, I thought when I first came in, hey, the momentum was there. And it was, it was. You know, I was one of those raising my hand and said, yeah, you know what, you don't have to do it like you did it with Fuente and Norvell, because in this case, Silverfield was a part of that. You know, he, he could have left for other jobs we you know, whatever, the whole time. I, and it turns out, you know, we'll see if that was the, the, the wrong thing. But you can, you're, you're only one coach, you know, removed from a, from a process that worked pretty good for you. And again, I just think it's so sellable from the standpoint you're trying to build that momentum in terms of trying to attract that next guy. If it's a Power 5 OC or DC, whatever it is, that, that looks at Memphis as an opportunity, okay, I can make the college football playoff, I can win the AAC, I can do what Norville and Fuente did, I still think we're not so far removed from those years that you can sell that if you're Laird Beach. And so that's the ambition I'd be looking for on his part is that. It's that, look, I, I, I went with the flow on, on Ryan Silverfield there when I was first getting here. And much like with women's basketball now, you know, and baseball, this obviously much bigger, you know, it's on me now. You know, I'm the one controlling the momentum. And if there's not that, that, that has the, 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 at least the, the ability to push the button. And I just bottom line it that way. If there's none after this season, I think you, you've got to convince those ambassadors that you can do better. You know, we absolutely, you know, that's yeah. what you did in the Tubby Smith situation. You, and, and it was obviously easier to prove because you were hemorrhaging money and the attendance was dropping. I mean, what we had eh, 8, football attendance people. is going to drop, but again it was this the same too. thing. You had to convince somebody to write the check. And again, I don't think it's all going to add up to ten million if you have to go find uh, you know some guy with energy to come in here and say he can win the AAC. Thank you, Jason. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Uh, Jason Smith and Jason John every day from eleven until two. Jeffrey, we have golf. I can see it on my television. Mm-hmm. What's that, uh, that's, uh, that's that's yesterday? That's yesterday's action. So we have yesterday's action in golf. Ten fifteen. Yeah, I think they see off at ten thirty. Is yeah, this is the is the thing. I, I guess that's what bothers me about it. It just feels like. Jason, Jason's exactly right. I forgot they used to do songs for Memphis football, right? Right now, here's the truth. We don't talk about Memphis football much because who the hell cares? Well, I mean, that's a huge part of it right now. And that's what, they've, and that's, that's what they have done. There was a time three years ago 
where the broader community, and I'm not saying everyone, of course there's diehard fans out there and Gabe played there and whatever else, but I, I don't know. There's just a... I mean, there are a lot of factors that go into it, but the the over... I mean, COVID happened and winning happened or whatever, but here's the truth. If you want to make a case, and I'm not even sure they do anymore, like they right. even think, if you want to make a case that you're supposed to be snatched up from the AAC, you've got to dominate the AAC. You've got to be the class of the AAC. You've got to show we don't belong here like you did for five years. We're the most entertaining program here. We're compelling. We're dynamic. We're building something. These other teams don't belong on the damn field with us. We're beating them by 20. You know, that's what you need to aspire to, not to aspire to somehow get finish ahead of SMU in third. Well, and lose to East Carolina twice in a row. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's like, where the hell is the ambition? I mean, well, the vision, like, you can't get money, people to give money to something unless they're excited about the vision. What's the vision? Yeah. I mean, to me, the, the, the underlying problem is okay, we can understand, like, Certain examples exist, but like you should not be picked to finish fourth in a league behind Tulane, UTSA, and SMU, and no, it was they, just accepted. Yeah, the, the 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 it's and and like John talks all the time about how well there's no one to give money, right? Like there's there's the ambassadors or t- whatever. Again, you can only get people to give money if you have an exciting vision to them to get money to give money to. Like, yeah, give them a, a reason. Little, this is a little bit of a chicken and an egg thing, you know. Like, no, if you if I'm not going to give money to a fourth place freaking football program in a crappy conference, I'm just no. I, I'll I'll save my money and I'll go down to Destin and enjoy myself and buy a big boat. Yeah, to me, like, I don't think Mike Norvell would have a problem. Like, I don't think we'd be hearing. If if Mike it's were the, the head coach, it's like, like you. It's it, with all due respect, you need more. Like this isn't fair because there's only one John Calipari, but you need more of a John Calipari than a Tubby Smith. Yes, hundred percent. It's just what you need. And well, my thing is like if you're gonna if you're gonna do the Ryan's approach, was I'm gonna let game day speak for itself. You've got to be a better coach than Ryan is. You certainly got to do better than Brian has done. Correct. There's no question about it. If you're, it's the same thing with Tubby. If you're gonna let game day speak for itself. Yeah. You better knock out game day. You better you better press Correct. the hell out of us on game day. Yes. And it's too bad. It's too bad because they like no, they had a brand. That stretch of Memphis football was as much fun. I mean, I've had a hell of a lot of time, fun covering the Grizzlies during the Grit Grind Grizzlies and whatever else, but probably because it was so unexpected and after all the like it was a I don't know that there has been a better day in Memphis sports. In my since '96, so 27 years, SMU game, then game day. Yeah, I, I, there hasn't been there have been good ones. There's been other ones that maybe as good. You picked the Grizzlies playoff games, clinchers, and everything else. There has not been a better day in Memphis sports since I've been here. Well, like than, even if you take like t- take for example like big wins either for uh, basketball or you beat Tiger UCLA basketball. to go to the championship game, but that didn't happen here. Correct, but to me, like the bigger thing about that day was. Okay, it started in the morning with game yeah, day. Went all then you day had long. all day to just like get fired here. up for the game, and then you had the game on primetime television, and you win the game. There has not been a it's better a complete day. day. Um, it was absolutely fabulous, and uh, and you can't replicate that day, but you can have a little some of that excitement, some of that enthusiasm, some of that like you you want to you want to keep some of that, and. Uh, and let's be honest, it is gone. 
It is 100% Yeah, like, to me, wrong. like, the problem is when everyone's, like, you know, behind the scenes, like, well, we shouldn't be held to that standard. I don't honestly think people are sitting there going, you should go 13-1 and one every no year. No one is, no. But people are, people are basically saying, like, you can be better than this. You, you, you can be better than sub-500 in the damn conference. Correct. It's pathetic. Yes. Uh, all right. I read yesterday uh, in, in a, uh, an email. I got an email saying 10 cities that people are desperate to move to. And I was, listen, I was as surprised as y'all that Memphis was, <laughs> was one of the 10. Doesn't seem like that's quite where we are now, but listen, who am I to argue with a list? My larger point is if you are selling your house uh, to any of these people who are clambering to get here, or if honestly you're worried about selling your house or whatever it is, whether you're downsizing, upsizing, moving to Midtown, moving to Collierville, uh, whatever it is, uh, I'd call Josh Heisaw. Josh Heisaw um, and his team at Keller Williams, they 